0: Praise God. Also, we wanted to be able to negotiate additional usages of the building throughout the month. So for example, a roundtable men's event or a Real Talk women's event, a music rehearsal once a month that we feel uh, Pastor Ryan has wanted for some time. So we could have all of our musicians come together for an extended amount of time and learn new songs together to lighten the load when they come in prior to a uh, one of our gatherings, and uh, that was able to be negotiated. We have an additional two space or two uh, times that we can meet in that building that's gratis to us that we will not be charged. By the way, every time that we would come into this building, there was a minimum charge of $400, sometimes more than that. And so we negotiated where that would be, uh, again, gratis to us, up to two additional meeting times per month also it was important that we have the ability to have permanent signage outside the building something like this which we had in one location for a while and uh, we still have that sign and uh, it may be that sign it may be a different sign but it was negotiated in the agreement that we would have a permanent sign on the building literally thousands of people Every week, perhaps every day, it's such a high traffic area that we'll see Anchor Church Boston. I would say this to you Your God is this God that we pray to. And all of you have needs. If you don't have needs, see me. I'd like to meet you after the gathering tonight. This is the good God that we pray to. Sometimes you have to wait a while, we've waited a while. But when the answer comes, you can expect God to come through in a way that will amaze you. And this is what this is how I feel as your pastor tonight. The Arlington Street Church is very, very different than our church. Arlington Street Church is a universalist Unitarian church. Many differences in their worldview many differences in their faiths. I met with Reverend Kim, their lead pastor, at length, very very nice, wonderful caring lady. Then I met also with their executive minister and we she represented questions they had for us from an ad hoc committee that met and we had a wonderful conversation about our differences and what we can agree on. It wasn't necessarily as intense maybe as trying to negotiate peace in the Middle East, but we had candid conversations. What we do agree on I think is important and that is loving our neighbor. And so we are looking and have looked for a place where we can establish friendship, though we believe differently, And be right in the center of the marketplace where Jesus Christ can be proclaimed and the gospel be preached. I believe Jesus is pleased with us becoming friends with people who see the world, even God, differently than we do. Isn't that what Jesus did? Isn't that what the apostles did? I think of ministry in the marketplace. I think of Paul in Athens when he was going toe-to-toe with those who had a different philosophy of life, a different philosophy in terms of a worldview, and he was there, and he was sharing his faith. I think of ministry in a place where pagan gods were worshipped like Artemis. Great is Artemis, and yet the gospel was proclaimed. I don't say great is Artemis. That's what the people would be cheering and chanting. Great is Artemis a false god, and here the gospel was proclaimed in the earliest days of the church. Like Paul and the other apostles, there was no fear. They knew this, that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So like when God's people began moving from the promised land, for us it's time to take up our tents and to follow the pillar of fire just a few blocks down the street and to establish a new home. Now, the question moves from where to when. I'd like you to get this date locked in, your calendar. November 14th is when we will have our first weekly worship gathering, November the 14th. I was actually hoping for an earlier date, and then wiser people than me said, we might need a little more time, to make this change, and I, I concurred, and I, I see the wisdom in that. <clears throat> November the 14th, if you looked at your calendar, you're going to note that's a Thursday night. We're looking at this as an early weekend gathering, not a midweek gathering, but an early weekend gathering. We've questioned the Sunday 5 p.m. Ta- gathering time for some time. Many of you have heard me talk about researcher Daniel Pink, the research that went into his very popular book called When. And through a lot of research, he looked at rhythms of the week, rhythms of the days, even when's the best time to interview for a job. He did a lot of research. One of his discoveries was this, that Sunday at 5 o'clock is the most depressing hour of the week. It's okay to chuckle. Because from day one, we've been Sunday at 5 o'clock. We've been trying to rally everybody to come. And what happens Sunday at 5 o'clock? Well, the NFL game's over. And people have turned the page from the weekend to college student. I better do the homework I put off all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Parents. <laughs> Godspeed to you, brother. <laughs> Uh, parents, it's time to get the lunches ready for kids at school the next morning. For everyone, the weekend's over and the work week is coming. That's the time it flips. I think Thursday at 7 o'clock is just the v- reverse of that. Maybe I should have looked at Pink's book one more time. But I'm thinking people are shifting on Thursday night from the work week to the weekend. TGIF, tomorrow's Friday. Let's go to church. Let's worship. Let's have fellowship. And let's have a great weekend. I thought I might get an amen on that. That was actually spontaneous. Now we understand we did a survey because it's very important for us to hear from you. And in that survey we looked at Sunday at 5. We looked at Sunday morning. We looked at Saturday night and Thursday night. And here's what stood out among all the questions that we asked was one question, and it was a missional question. When is the time of these four options that is most likely for your unchurched friends to come with you to a gathering? Thursday night was up here. Everything else was way down here. And that really spoke to us as as we looked at the possibilities because the bottom line is that one guiding principle. What time, what location will help us fulfill what God has called us to do? To see people come to Christ. One of the other things that, after even the decision was made to move to Thursday, and we started looking at venues that would be open on Thursday, one of the things that I have is almost like an epiphany. You know what? We would have Saturdays and Sundays free, perhaps perhaps the Lord would have us reclaim the Sabbath, that we would take Saturday or Sunday and we would say, holy unto the Lord, this is a day that I am going to rest. I'll do errands, I'll do shop, I'll do the things I need to do on one of those two days, but then the Saturday or Sunday, I'm going to resume, or maybe for the first time in my life, I'm going to actually embrace the spiritual discipline of a Sabbath so I can be refreshed in my spirit. I can rest. I can sleep. I can meditate upon the Lord. I can do fun things with friends. And then I can be really replenished and refreshed for a new week. So we're giving you the opportunity and our family the opportunity to truly observe a Sabbath. I encourage you to consider that instead of filling those two days with stuff. There's some logistics I'd like to share with you. First of all, our gathering time will be 7 o'clock on November 14th. Our gathering will last about an hour and 20 minutes. Really, that's our target here uh, for our time that we share together. We believe it will be good for people that work in the city to perhaps stay in the city instead of making that terrible commute at 5 or 5.30 to stay, and the commute is a lot better at 8.30 or 9 o'clock than it is at 5 or 5.30. We do believe that there's a challenge, and we want to hit the challenge straight on. I believe the challenge is pulling away from work or a class and just getting there at that time, 7 o'clock. One of the things that we have talked about and would like to pursue, fully pursue, is being able to offer a light meal prior to the gathering. So the idea is this, that you could leave work or a class that you have and that you could come to 351 Boylston Street, our location, and have a light dinner and have fellowship before we actually worship together at 7 o'clock. We're looking at some ideas to make that happen. We have some time to work out these logistics. There are some key dates that I'd like to have you try to lock in on your calendar or even just in your thoughts. Of course, we'll be posting things on our website about this. Our last gathering here is November 3rd. That happens to be my birthday, actually. Um, That's not a you know, subliminal request to get a gift, but I, that's my birthday. So what we're going to have tonight is an, our international dinner where we kick off our global impact focus for uh, 2019, looking at a new year 2020. This will be set up as a, in banquet style. We encourage you to bring your international dishes, and we have a, that's one of the highlights of the year for us. And that is going to be right here in this space, November 3rd. And then... After that gathering, we're going to have a truck that will be here, and that's also going to be our move-out night. Instead of trying to get people back, it's like, people are going to be here, and so we'll have some that are wrapping up the dinner, and then we're going to be loading out all of our stuff that God's blessed us with to a truck, and we'll ask for all hands on deck that night. Like, everybody can help us just move out, but... If we could have five or six people that could say, I'm also going to go with you to Arlington Street Church and help on the move-in. We don't need all of you to do that. But if you've got the bandwidth of time, can stay a little bit later and help us move in, then it'll be done, and that would be a huge blessing. And then that Wednesday, November the 6th, we're going to have a first Wednesday prayer meeting at the Arlington Street Church. I think it's fitting that our first gathering there would be a prayer meeting. And so we're going to come and seek God and pray and dedicate that space to the glory of God and the furtherance of his kingdom. We're also, in a practical way, going to look at that as a practice service, logistically, in terms of the sound and lights and all. And so that will be Wednesday, November 6th. Then that Saturday, the 9th, we're going to have a music rehearsal that afternoon from 1 to four. We ask all the musicians to try to lock that in on your calendar. It's going to be, there'll be food, but it's going to be also just a time to learn new music. We'll be having a worship night a couple weeks later, introduce some amazing new worship songs. And so that's a time for all the music team to come together for a great experience in the new space. November 10th, there'll be no gathering that day. We'll start, uh, that will be the first Sunday of no activities for, for us. And then, as I mentioned, the first gathering, November 14th at 7 o'clock. We will, the week of Thanksgiving, shift to Tuesday night that week uh, because, obviously, we're not going to be gathering on Thanksgiving. So we will shift to Tuesday night for that one week. Now, there's a ripple effect here. Crews, for example. Some of your crews meet on Wednesday night, maybe some Thursday night we 're going to do our best to keep Wednesdays and Friday nights free. We feel like it would be really difficult for people to commit to back to back nights like wednesday Thursday and so at this point we 're looking to have crews meet Monday or Tuesday night, uh, and that there 's more information coming on that, but we do realize that that changes perhaps the meeting night uh, starting mid November for some of our crews we 're also going to commit to you to be To keep Sunday free from anchor events. Now, if some of you want to get together with friends and do brunch or whatever, that's fine. But in terms of scheduling something on Sunday and asking you all to come, we want to make a commitment to keep the weekend free from those activities. I feel it's important that we establish a new rhythm and gain fresh perspective in this new time. Also, things like welcome parties, such as we have tonight. The monthly prayer gathering will not be on a Wednesday. We have to figure that out. So we haven't fig- we've not figured out some things, but not everything. But we are aware of some of the things that might be affected. Now, there will be some new opportunities to serve. And some of you that perhaps are not serving in an area now, one of these might be a perfect fit for you. We will need some help on a pre-gathering setup of chairs. We'll go into the space, the chairs will be stacked up, and we'll need to set the room. So if somebody could come about 545 and help with that, Uh, maybe on a rotation, maybe there's a couple, three people that could rotate doing that. Also, after the gathering's over, to stack the chairs to stay an extra 5, 10 minutes, and maybe enlist two or three of your friends and stack the chairs so we can leave it um, as we found it. Also, whatever the pre-gathering meal looks like, uh, that might be an area for you. Uh, again, we're talking light meal. We're not talking about, you know, a full course meal. Or, you know, we're talking about something light. soup, sandwiches, salads, kinds of things. We also have some other ideas. But to some people that could get there between 5.30 and 5.45, and, again, to help with some of this. And then we feel like it would be prudent for us to have security. You won't be packing, by the way. Uh, not that kind of security, but just eyes and ears uh, in the building while we are there because uh, of being in the, in, the, uh, in the evening there. So, anyway, you might just consider uh, if one of those might be something that you would be interested in. Now, I'm almost done. You've been so attentive. Thank you. Through this process, we've prayed for clarity, for wisdom, for favor, and unity. And I'd just like to give a report from my vantage point of where we're at. We, I believe with all my heart we have received clarity and wisdom from the Lord. And I thank him for that. Also, I believe we have received favor from the Lord. Last Tuesday, remember the meat and grill that I thought it might be a meat and grill. So Shelly and I, I wanted Shelly to come because I trust her completely in terms of discernment and another set of eyes and ears. And in case I was totally out to lunch, and I've been out to lunch beyond what I eat at noontime. I've been out to lunch before on stuff. Okay, I'm human. And I said, you know what, could you come and could you just observe and, and we can debrief after this is over. And so she agreed. She's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful wife. She agreed, and we, we went, and they started meeting at 6.30. We came at 7.30. So we're waiting outside, and one of the board members, a gentleman that we've been negotiating terms with, actually, uh, his name is Joe, and uh, he came, and uh, he opened the door, and he threw his arms open, And he smiled real big, and he said, welcome home. The vote was unanimous. We are so excited about Anchor Church coming to be friends with us and to have a home here. The vote was already taken, so at that point, I thought, maybe it will be a meet and greet. That would be awesome, and that's what happened. And I can only tell you that we were received with such warmth and kindness. It, we were just uh, really overwhelmed. And so the Lord gave us favor. We don't believe it just happened by chance. We believe that the Lord had his hand in that. Also, we pray for unity. Our board voted unanimously the week prior. After thorough discussion and much prayer, to relocate to 351 Arlington Street. Now, friends, I think the key final piece is you. Your leadership is united, but it's so important as your pastor to pray and to encourage unity in the body of Christ. So important. That not only you would be OK with the decision, but that you would get behind this and be united in this. As I was starting to study the book of Acts you know, about a week and a half ago, I was taken by verse one of chapter two. and I think it speaks to us in the terms in terms of unity as we move forward. You know, it's always good to have a scripture for a new season. That things, that there's a, thus saith the Lord. And this is the scripture that I was drawn to. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. All together in one place. My hope and my prayer is this, that on November 14th, our anchor community will be all together in one place. All simply means everyone together is not just physically but as one is. it literally means this in the greek as one in spirit side by side in partnership i like that that we would be together one in spirit side by side in one place a new house of god a new home for anchor church And so, I would ask this of you. First of all, I would ask that you commit to pray. That's the best thing you can do through this transition. Best thing you can do anytime is to pray. Pray for the transition. There are still things that need to be figured out. Pray for the transition. And also pray for who you might invite on a Thursday night. For you to embrace your personal vision for what can take place through your life, touching those that need the Lord. Second, to be positive, to talk it up inside and outside the anchor community. This is a direct correlation to the first thing I've asked is that you pray. God will give you, I believe, a spirit of joy and celebration and anticipation. The third thing I would ask is this, that you give us three months to make a three-month commitment from November 14th to Valentine's Day, February 14th. And the commitment would be this, to make your best effort to attend every week, to arrange your schedule, harness your energies, and just get there. Now, I know some of you say, I can't, I can't promise, I, could, I didn't say to promise. Two key words, best effort. Some of you will have to work late one night. But there's other times that you can make your best effort to be there. And it will make all the difference as we have this new season for our community. You know, I thought about a show of response at this moment. One person said, you should have a commitment card. And like our faith promise day, that, that you would ask them to fill out a commitment card and you would have a place like a basket up front and you would ask people to fill out, sign yes, I'll give you three months and to come and to bring the card. Someone else said, well, why don't you just have them stand if they agree to commit for that three months and to pray and to be positive, to have a positive statement and to stand and i thought that's an idea for both of those i thought i don't know how i would feel first of all if i'm a first-time guest second i don't know how i feel about peer pressure like that and some would say well that's positive peer pressure it just didn't resonate with my spirit i feel like there's motivation and there's manipulation And in no way in this moment did I want to manipulate anybody. And so where I landed was, let's take communion together. Let's take communion as a symbol of our unity in the body of Christ. And let the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts. And let's respond not to me in a visible way, but let's respond to the Holy Spirit. As we partake of communion together. It seemed like the right thing to do. A sign of our unity in Christ. Above all, Jesus is the Lord of Anchor Church. He has led us and he will lead us. In communion, we surrender to him. I realize that there will be questions. And that's okay. I also realized that change is a near-death experience for most people, no matter what age. If you have questions, you're in good company. Jesus had questions as he was contemplating the cross. He got to the point where he asked, if it's possible to take this cup from me, can you do that, God? Can you do that, Father, but where he landed is where I land and where I encourage you as your pastor to land. Where he said, but not my will, but your will be done. I would like for our host to prepare to serve communion. Oftentimes we have communion stations, but there are times, there are moments that I feel it's critical and a blessing that we would partake together as a sign of our unity in Christ. And this is one of those moments. This is open communion. You do not need to be a member of Anchor Church to participate. We will partake together after we sing a song. As we thank Jesus for the cross, I encourage all of us, and I'll do the same, to freshly surrender my will to the will of the Father